Welcome to Future Proof, the marketing podcast from Said Business School, Oxford University, and Kantar, the data insights and consulting company. In each episode, we speak to industry leaders about the big issues in marketing, sharing evidence and inspiration for the future. I'm Andrew Stephen, the L'Oreal Professor of Marketing and Associate Dean of Research. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. At the Said Business School. I'm Amy Cashman, co-CEO of the Insights Division of Kantar in the UK. Welcome to Ranki Seshan, the Head of Retail Banking and Wealth Management for HSBC in India. We're delighted to have you join us today, Ranki. We wanted to talk to you um, re- really about sort of the banking sector in India um, and customer experience and more specifically some of the things that HSBC are doing in that area. Obviously, in our recently released CX Plus report, HSBC was identified as the top bank in India in terms of delivering what it promises for its customers. So it's a really interesting conversation to have, hopefully. Perhaps we get started with a little bit of context, since our listeners are all around the world um, and may not know much about the, the retail banking market in India. So, so Rangpi, if you want to sort of give us a, a crash course in, in Indian banking market to kick things off, that would be great. Yeah, sure. Thank you very much. Um... Firstly, my, my actual formal full name is Ramakrishnan, but it's a long name and no one knows me by that, so Ramki is perfectly <laughs> fine. Uh, I've been with HSBC uh, now for close to 10 years, and I'm a, I'm a sort of a career retail banker, been in retail banking for about 25 odd years. Uh, started my career selling Barbie dolls, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there. But, <laughs> so that, that that's me in a bit. But uh, now getting to banking, it's, it's a pretty interesting scenario, at least from an India perspective. From a retail perspective, what's happening with, with the India market is that there is this whole digital boom that's anyway happening in India, and the financial sector has caught on with, with equal gusto. So we've all heard about this mobile-first experience in many countries and in many segments. India has gone on to a mobile-only segment. So it's almost like a, like a market that believes in mobile-only. So there's that one segment which which talks about mobile only. But having said that, there's obviously different channels and different ways of, of delighting a customer. So it's not like one size fits all. But as, as a general uh, rule of thumb in, in the Indian economy, retail banks uh, are, are probably slightly different from the rest of the market in terms of the fact that, one, the, the government, the regulator, and the, the, the generic infrastructure is extremely tech savvy. Mm-hmm. That's one. Secondly, customers, despite being tech savvy, prefer a human touch. So I'll, I'll give an example about Indian banking, which could probably set the context of this conversation. We ran a survey to say, uh, what is the one parameter that decides which bank you will choose as your primary bank? 
And the answer to that was proximity of the branch. And the next question was, when was the last time you went to the branch? And the answer was never. <laughs> so that is the dichotomy in the, in the Indian economy is that they like the physical proximity, but they like to do stuff on their own. Very dynamic market, great growth rates. Savings potential is high. Lending potential is high. And every day seems to be a, a new kind of a scenario with new products, new services, and new technology coming up. That in a nutshell is, is the Indian banking scenario. And, and one of the things of building on that digital point that I kind of, as I understand about the Indian banking sector, is very open to sort of using data in new ways to get closer to customers and, and understand sort of products and offers for customers as well. Is that, is that, is that true? It's true. You'd be surprised that we, we ran a, a survey with, with KPMG some time back and the, the number we got was an astonishingly high 87% Indian consumers are willing to trade their personal data with companies for personalized offerings, better products. Mm. So yes, we, there is a lot of data privacy and everyone wants to safeguard it. But if they know that they're giving their data to a trusted name and the trusted name will use it only so that they can get back to the customer with personalized offerings, 87% of the people are quite happy to do that. Mm -hmm. So it's an opportunity, but to be handled with care. And, and so what are some of the things that you're doing, you know, with data, with personalization, um, but I guess more broadly within, you know, creating a great customer experience for your customers, you know, across the board, but I'm particularly interested in this sort of mobile only segment you're talking about, because that sounds like they would be quite different in, in some aspects. Yeah. So let, let's talk about customer experience on, on both the sides. One is the data and the technology and the other is the one uh, outside of it. Like I said, it's not one size fits all. So what customers really like is if you use their, their data of their own transactions, their own demographics to come back to them with personalized offerings, nothing like it. Now, so today using data, we are actually in a position to predict what the customer is likely to want mm. uh, without it getting spooky. Now, you know, you don't want to get spooky as well because that will <laughs> throw customers away. But if you, if, you, if you do this right and if you do this well, there is a, a fair bit of customer delight saying, oh, really? How did you know that? Uh, and yes, I was looking out at this product or I was looking at that service. And that's the kind of wow factor we'd like to bring in rather than say, you know what, I tracked you all the way from here to that city. And this is what you were doing along the route. That's not what we want to do. So that's what the customer looks at one. Secondly, there are certain products and certain services where the customer still requires a human touch and feel. So the way we differentiate it in HSBC is there are these complex products that require a touch and feel. Uh, but even in those complex products, with the help of touch and feel, they're willing to go digital. Let me give an example. Somebody wants to, let's say, invest in a wealth product. Uh, he wants to know, he or she wants to know which is the right product. So you've got a set of relationship managers who will help him, guide him through his needs, his goals, his time horizons, his risk appetite, et cetera, et cetera. And advise him to say, you know what, depending on your profile, these are the products that are most suitable to you. That's advice, which is sort of personalized and, and human touch. He can then go online and buy it himself. So there is a mix of the three. So it's pure digital is one, pure touch and feel is the second. And the third is where these both combine. All the scenarios exist for different types of customers. So we have a customer profile ranging from the new employee, first job, aged early 20s. Uh, and we've got senior citizens banking with us who probably will not touch uh, technology but you've got to pick and choose what works for each of them. Just to go to this point about the human versus digital, I mean, do you see an opportunity for technology to take the place of humans in the future? So, for example, things like chatbots or other forms of AI that could maybe help with that human touch feeling through digital channels? 
so i think it can help humans it can never replace humans mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how i think users as well as providers of the service like banks need to manage this very carefully if we take a, a holistic call to say ai and technology and chatbots will replace humans you will actually start losing customers but however if i just as an example even if a customer walks into a branch and i'm sitting across the table with him if i can use ai to help him that's great but if i tell him go and sit there there's a computer who will which will help you and i'm going out for a cup of coffee that doesn't work so i definitely think it can help but i i wouldn't go so far as to say replace do you, do you even think with sort of the younger generations in india they who are growing up with things more digital do you see a time like in 10 15 years where that human touch will become less important i'm just wondering whether there's like a a, a demographic piece to it there there is um, and and you're probably right but i would still sort of stick my neck out to say that that might happen with certain types of transactions and mm-hmm. needs but not with the more complex needs mm-hmm. like if i need to invest my life savings into a particular product planning for my retirement I know there is artificial intelligence today there's robo advisory today etc but at least in the indian market no one's going to put their wealth unless they have a person in front of them to say okay you know what this what looks right mm-hmm. so to that extent at least i can speak from experience of india market there are certain products that i think will always require human help i think what what we're getting into is is really talking about trust in uh, in you know in your bank and, yes. and i think that that stat you shared earlier about 87% of your customers are willing to give data well they're doing it because it's about trust um, yes. as well as the point you made about you know the, the number one factor in choosing a bank is, is is there a branch nearby despite them never going to the branch i think there's there's a comfort aspect to that and so you know what how much does that notion of of building and maintaining and and probably growing trust therefore factor into to how you and your team think about designing these customer experiences of the future where you know as you're saying inevitably there's going to be more technology and ai and and data analytics being infused into that trust in a banking scenario is is simply i mean you just can't underestimate this so if one were to talk about let's say customer experience of an fmcg company or or any other technology company vis-a-vis banks that is a single uh, one thing that i would say differentiate differentiates between the two a customer is acquired because of trust so if i were to put my life savings into a particular institution having never dealt with it i'd go with it because that brand had a fair bit of trust associated with it that one has heard of so you go there because of trust whether you stay there because of trust is a different thing you stay there because of the experience that is provided post going there so one differentiates between the fact that you attract a customer because you have a very strong feeling of trust that you can provide to the customer that is non negotiable it's not that that can go away during the life cycle of the customer with you but once he is in hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. then it comes to the other things whether it's technology artificial intelligence chatbot human touch relationship management and all of that helps and and, and of course superior customer service all of it helps in retaining the customer so while clearly customers say that you know i'd like to bank with the bank where the branch is close by think about why does he want the branch to be close by it's because there's something he can he can see in front of him there's something physical in front of him and that helps in build the trust so in india today we don't have anything which is a pure virtual bank that has absolutely no you know brick and mortar structures i'm not saying it will never happen in india but the success of a financial institution in india especially is they need to be able to see touch and feel something even though they'll never enter that place because they can do everything on the phone so trust uh, i can never uh, take that away from the relationship that we build with clients And, and out of interest, I just wondered about the position of HSBC in the banking market as a multinational bank. Do you feel that helps the trust that people have in you as customers, or do, do people feel more affinity with sort of local Indian banks? So there are two sides to the coin. So being a global bank, being a significantly large bank globally, has a huge advantage because people know that you're not a fly-by-night operator. You're not just here in India. You're huge in Hong Kong. You're huge in UK. You're huge in Mexico, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that's big. that's great and therefore it it's it adds a significant amount of trust because you can trust a brand that is so big they're not going to run away with your money the flip side is that when something else happens let's say with any banking not not just with your bank but in the banking industry in any other country it could have a repercussion back on the on the other markets so on the balance i would still say a bigger larger a more solid stable bank being globally positioned definitely carries a larger amount of trust in in the eyes in the eyes of the consumer sometimes uh, a local bank may be able to give you a lot more but the reason they're giving you a lot more is because they're also willing to take a lot more risk some customers like that risk some customers don't like that risk in the uk we've seen um, a number of challenger banks enter the retail banking space over the last sort of 5 10 years and they've really tried to take a very different position from the traditional banks they've very much led with a digital offer they've talked more about other sort of more purpose led activities they're doing with people's money and they've tried to really position themselves as very different i just wondered how banks are entering the indian market how what kind of position are they taking against the bigger players actually pretty similar very similar so this whole digital payments uh, scenario in india is huge so uh given that the that most of the of the i would say shopping happens online e-commerce has grown so huge that everything is now online payments so therefore you've got these startups these fintechs that come in with these very fancy smooth easy seamless methods of payment that the indian consumer just absolutely loves now there there are two ways of looking at this banks can look at this as competition which in my opinion is the wrong way to look at it or banks can look at them as partners we've got trust which any new bank any new startup any new fintech will take years and years to develop they've got technology which i may take years to develop but when we partner together 
I think that's where the consumer gets the best of, of, of both worlds. So there are startups, there are fintechs, there are challenger banks getting into all of this stuff. But I really think it's a mix and match of both that, that will really work. Just for example, an Indian consumer today doesn't compare, let's say if I, if I have a mobile banking app in HSBC, he doesn't compare that with mobile banking apps of other banks. He compares that with the experience he gets in the mobile app of Uber. Mm. or a mobile app of a company called Swiggy that we have here where you order food online. He compares that to say is the customer experience the same. So the way we have now started looking at it is it's not just challenger banks. It's challenger industries and an industry that has nothing to do with banks. But the service that they provide to the consumer, that's what you've got to try and match. And I think you're hitting the nail on the head there in terms of, I mean, I call this expectation spillovers. Customers' expectations are coming from all over the place. You sort of mentioned a few examples there, but are there some sort of concentrations of where your customers' expectations might be coming from in terms of outside of the banking industry? Um, you know, is there anything particularly intriguing that, that you and your team are, are finding in terms of, you know, inspiration in essence for new CX uh, initiatives you might take? So e-commerce, frankly speaking, in India is the single largest uh, sort of benchmark one could use to say, can we make this, can we try and follow what, what e-commerce is doing? That's something that I think people want to emulate. So just as an example, if I go onto an, an e-commerce website today and I want to buy something, the next steps, are, as, as you will you'll see India, it's already started, is I, I pick up something worth, let's say, a uh, thousand bucks, thousand Indian rupees, and I want to buy it. And suddenly there's a pop-up to say, do you have an HSBC card? I'll give you 30% off. If I do, great. That's that's normal. That's not new. But if you don't have it, would you like to apply now? And you apply now, and in a matter of 30 seconds to 45 seconds, I approve a card. I give you the card. You use that card to buy that same item. Instead of paying 1000 bucks. you pay 700 bucks, And the physical card actually follows later, which could be 24 hours later. So that's my point of saying that's what they expect from an e-commerce. But unless you partner with them, unless until you're able to deliver something similar, you won't be able to keep up with the customer expectations. And is there a kind of a culture of partnership between sort of the bigger banks and the smaller players in India? Is that something that you're seeing happen in a number of cases? In, in a lot of cases. Banks with uh, fintechs, banks with e-commerce players, and, uh, you know, a lot of them. So... Even my alliances, my partnerships that I would do, I would do with them because they're far more nimble. Mm -hmm. Let's face it, we are a large organization, therefore movement does take time. We may not be as agile, but every single bank today has partnered with somebody or the other, uh, depending upon what they're looking at or they're in the process of partnering with, with others. But that is the way to go and, and consumers enjoy that because what happens is both the organizations gain from, from one is the strengths of each other, the core competencies of each other, from the customer database of each other and net net, I really think consumer wins. Take an take a bank like like HSBC. We we globally present and that's our, our right to win. So mm -hmm. a consumer wants to go from here to UK mm -hmm. uh, because he's migrating or he's studying overseas, right? Now what he wants is he wants to be able to set up his entire infrastructure in UK before he moves there because he wants doesn't want to go there and start with opening an account, finding a house, and doing all all his other setups. But there are partners who offer that and they can work well with banks as, as a consumer. In fact, when he's even thinking of, of applying for, for an overseas education or he's thinking for applying for a visa, there are partners in, in the Indian scenario who will work with us or it could be education consultants who will work with us to say, Mr. X is looking at studying in, 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 in so-and-so school. 
how can we help him and two or three partners get together and provide him the infra entire entire infrastructure such that when he lands in london he's got his whole whole thing already set up for him because he's a new country and and he doesn't need to struggle just as an example that's really good yeah another thing we're interested in in terms of the the digital side of things too so obviously there's a a large and growing middle class in india but there's still a lot of people in india who who don't have bank accounts and just wondering what the sort of opportunities are there potentially for players like hsbc's and the, and the other banks what kind of offers you might be thinking about developing in the future for those trying to bring people into financial services in the first place so the the good news is that there's not a large population as yet who don't have bank accounts i think things have changed in the indian industry in the last uh, about say, 10 years so over 95% of people are are banked mm-hmm. which is great uh, having said that hsbc obviously can't be a player to all of them because of a physical reach that we yeah. can't get into all of that secondly from a regulatory perspective you are authorized to operate within the area in which you've got a license to operate from a branch perspective mm-hmm. so there's there, there are some limitations about what a bank with a smaller network can do but again using digital you can do a lot more now just as an example if you take that let's say that specific underbanked segment or people who are starting to bank right now now for them the, their biggest requirement is savings and payments it's not about investing into you know making your wealth grow that that's the way uh, you know away from from that particular stage of their life and all of that can be done through a mobile phone so banks like us and other banks a lot of other indian banks who also have physical presence try and develop a bank on a phone and with something called business correspondence in india there's a there's a model called business correspondence where your local grocer shop in a village in india could also be a, a bank partner and therefore if somebody really needs to withdraw cash they go into this particular shop uh, in in the village and the village acts like a partner of their bank account mm. and is able to yeah. pay them cash and even de- and accept cash and these are the people who they trust that 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 local shop because the local shop has been there for years probably for generations so the trust factor is very high secondly any payments that been made nowadays are all enabled digitally so the cash economy it i don't think india will ever become cashless uh, but it'll definitely become less cash so you i can see a lot of that already happening payments are happening just through a mobile transfer from one mobile to another i take a cab and i'm not talking of the uber kind of cabs if you've been to india what we call the auto rickshaws or the tuk tuks yeah mm-hmm. they have an app and i have an app and i do an online payment to them on the app and they get their money so there is a lot of payment related mechanisms that we can use even banks like hsbc can use to to reach these people thinking ahead to the future where where's growth going to be coming from for for hsbc in in the indian retail banking market in in coming years so again the big opportunity for for let's say a, a bank like us firstly is not just pure india but but there's a global india and that's what we look at so again like i said right to win we've got thousands of branches in 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 other countries including uk of course so given the fact that the indian diaspora even in uk banks a lot in india they've got family back in india so they need to enable transfers between these two countries they need to make sure that their parents back home are are, are cared for they need to make sure the bills back home are, are paid for so that's something that i think from a bank like us is a big focus area and and we'll always be you know a front runner there because we have the products services and the proposition to make sure that this interests the, the, the consumer so it's what it's let's say the nri population that's there secondly like i talked about the payment mechanism within india 
which does not require a physical presence. Now you have some physical branches, but your digital capabilities can can enable the payment mechanisms to a, a much larger segment, which is another area of focus. Because all of this will be, like I said, mobiles, uh, and that is the the way forward. Physical presence. So I would say, if you these are the two large ones that that we should be looking at. the nri business and and the payment mechanism now payment mechanism could either be digital could be plastic cards or could be any any other way but payments in general would be a large area of focus the customer experience that that we have to create in all of this has got to be two things i would say consistent mm-hmm. and you know we keep talking about customer delight customer delight i know it's nice to say that and we always like to do that but i would much rather you know do the brilliant basics very well what i call that's i call them brilliant basics get the basics done well rather than have one odd large thing which the customer says wow and most of the time most organizations tend to focus on that one big thing to say let this be a game changer yes it's always good to have that but at the same time if your basics are in brilliant and a customer comes in and wants his statement and his statement is taking him 20 minutes or that his something is not reaching him on his email on time that's the problem so the way i we look at it in hsbc is better to do a thousand things 1% better than to do one mm-hmm. thing a thousand percent better mm. so that's how we have sort of put in our entire customer experience uh, sort of uh, uh, scenarios into our, our our entire teams to say do the basics well that's what most customers want and and i think that has paid us very rich rewards when it comes to even if you take about the kantar awards that we're talking about mm-hmm. if someone were to ask me what's the reason you got that award i would say this one so if you ask me what's the one big thing you did i would say i didn't do any big thing but i did a lot of small things <laughs> <laughs> well congratulations again on your award um and thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. It's, it's been really interesting, uh, and uh, thanks for this opportunity. Not at all. Uh, Thank you. In summary, again, great place to bank in India. So, uh, <laughs> it's open to you guys as well. Please come in here. <laughs> <laughs>